anyway, all right, Crafty, there's going to be a day somewhere where I'm not here, so you're going to be running point with AJ. Why don't you bring in your boy? And also, I call him Woody. Is is there a more um, eloquent nickname that I heard right before? I mean, Big Woo. I mean, this yeah. guy is an absolute specimen. The red beard is incredible. I mean, Big Woo from The Sip is on the show right now. Big Woo, welcome in. Man, thank you guys. Uh, a little nervous, you know. I got I got Kyler in the background screaming. I'm having to put her in the basement. I'm trying not to mess up this show. So, uh, <laughs> no, thanks for having me. It's cool. I think this is a, a cool thing you guys are doing, and I'm, I'm proud to uh, come on the show. Brandon, first of all, Scott's already messed up the show today, so don't worry about it. Anything you do or your daughter do is not going to do anything compared to what Scott already did. So just relax okay. and be fine. I got my you. audio went out for a whopping ten seconds, and I'm, I'm <laughs> never going to hear the end of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Woody, hey, uh, and right back at you. We appreciate having you on. It's been awesome yeah. doing this. We're live every day, talking to players, um, and also there, there's a lot to that, right? This isn't just some weekly podcast, but the reason we're yeah. doing this every day, it's freaking baseball. There's games every day. Perfect timing to have you on. We just were talking about it where. Someone like Bryce Terang has his debut. It's a granny. Fans there. Everyone's going nuts. You have an awesome vantage point. Give us the uh, inside word from the clubhouse on what that looked like for you and what everyone was saying. What's this guy like? I'm, I mean, like Kratzy kind of just mentioned, this this guy's a dude, man. Just being around him, he's a he's a 23-year-old, but he acts like he's 35 and he's got 10 years in the big leagues. Like, that's the way he carries himself. And he's always been like that. Um, and just seeing how in spring training, uh, watching him play, and then, you know, counseling, know that he was uh, making the opening day roster and, and kind of seeing how happy he was. And I actually went out and had dinner with him the, the day he found found out that he had made the club. So we did a lot of talking about what to expect and kind of, you know, those first day jitters. And you're getting to go to a pretty cool ballpark in Wrigley Field. And, um, and just seeing how – calm he is man i don't know what he's like on the inside but uh just the way he goes about his business and his at-bats have been unbelievable the first four three four games and it is it's pretty cool to watch and he's uh he's having some some pro takes he's he's taking some some good swings and defensively if you watch him he's, he's pretty daggone special too so uh we got a lot of young guys on the team and you know joey and, and garrett mitchell and terrain come to mind and i know we got frelick uh that's down in nashville too but um, these guys are good ball players, man, and they and and, and you know the, our our system and the way we try to put guys in the right position to help them succeed and is uh is pretty cool. And you know, I kind of at the time when I was coming up, I didn't realize really what was going on with how they were doing things, but um, they do everything for a reason. But he's been special. Big woo. We're gonna go from one twenty three. He's almost twenty four. Wait, did you pay for? Did you pay for dinner when you guys went out? I got, yeah, I paid for his dinner. So we did a little thing uh, in spring. Counts kind of wanted us to – he paired us together, and uh, it, it just so happened me and, me and Bryce uh, got paired together to go have dinner. So, of course, man, I, I paid for his breakfast one morning, and he didn't even know it at Cracker Barrel during spring. You know, I just kind of – I'm sitting across the way, and I just, I just pick up his tab and walk out, and he has no idea who paid for his food. Yeah, I like doing that stuff. So I actually paid for a, a – a fan that was a couple they had just gotten in and they see me, you know, I go into Cracker Barrel and I say, Hey, you know, just for one, I'm sitting there waiting in the little uh, store area and the guy walks up and he's like, 
he said, he said, Woody? I said, yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. He's like, we just flew in. He's like, we're, you know, we're seeing you at Cracker. I was like, yeah, I'm just getting some breakfast before I head to the field. And, um, so I'll see them walk in. They got their Brewers hoodie on. They're coming to the game and stuff. And, um, I called the waiter over. I'm like, Hey, I was like, you see the people with the Brewers hoodies on? I was like, bring their check to me. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of them today. So they, uh, I don't know what their reaction was, but they, they came to the ballpark later that day and I didn't end up seeing them. But, uh, you know, I just I, I try to take opportunities like that and try to make make somebody better. That's a big that's a big thing in Milwaukee. Like you guys are always picking up drinks. You guys are always picking. And I think it I think it makes I think it makes for an environment that is awesome and super unique. And to me, it brings the fan base tighter, like yeah. around the team. Do you do you feel that? Oh gosh, you go out anywhere in Milwaukee and you know, they have the Bucks and they have us. And of course they got Green Bay a couple hours up the road, but man, they love their Brewers baseball and their Brewers players. So anytime you go out, you're you're it doesn't matter who you are on the team, you're getting recognized and and people um it's a lot like back home for me. It's it's uh we're a smaller city, but um you know, kind of the same, some of the same values as back home. I think that's why I fit in so well here. And it's not, uh, this is not a huge place. You can get 10, 15 minutes outside of downtown and feel like you're, you're back in the country. So, uh, they, they really gravitate to all their players and their, their sports here. And it's, it's pretty cool. I love that. And we should see more of that too. And I, I think last year, I think it was opening day, Corbin just went to a random bar and was like, yo, the whole tab's on me. So I've got this yeah. like master plan, especially because it's, it's, brew, it's brew crew town. It's like, if, if you guys win a world series, then maybe it's a little player, but also like owner side, they just go, yo, one day for like two, three hours, it's like free booze. And, and you know, you need to make sure you soak up the alcohol or something. So maybe like free booze and oh. chicken tenders at like 20 different bars. <laughs> oh, they'll burn They'll burn this place down if we win the World Series. And Cratchit knows <laughs> well in 18 going on that run. This place was, um, it was pretty electric. And it was like that yesterday too, our home opener. And uh, Crane hitting the Grand Slam and places going nuts. They're giving out little cowbells. So I feel like I'm back at Mississippi State. And it's just going it's going crazy. Roof closed. We had a flyover with the roof closed yesterday. We kind of had it all. So, um, no, this place would go nuts if we won a World Series. Now, I got I to gotta transition from Brewers fans to, one, you know, Terang making his debut to you making your debut. Now, uh, <laughs> we, got, we, got, we have a video here of your day. This is my guy out there, you know, walking around, trying to get ready for his big league debut in St. Louis. And don't tell us what happens, but please watch at the end and then explain to us what happened. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take you through it. I'll take you through it. So debuts, man. And my dad was actually uh, filming that. And the two people who were walking down the stairs, that was my uh, – my old preacher back home and his son and we live four and a half hours from St. Louis. So I had a, I had a ton of folks uh, from back home that had come in and I just got called up from Colorado Springs, high altitude. Um, and I get back down to sea level here in St. Louis. It was a doubleheader day and uh, it was like 98 degrees. I was, I was going to throw the first game. I'm getting ready. Of course, the whole thing's a blur. Like I'm warming up. I don't even remember like, I don't even remember how to stretch. It's like I'm just going through the whole day, and it's like you just kind of 
are trying to get to that moment. You know, you're filling out the, all the 40 man stuff to get your insurance and get up, you know, all this. And, uh, and then baseball is kind of the last thing on your mind. And then you finally start getting warmed up and realize, all right, I got to go out here and try to pitch and, um, get warmed up. Everything's feeling good. You know, lungs are great. I just come from Colorado Springs. Um, and I get out and I'm doing my leg stretches and I, and I get to that second, second set of uh, stretches you saw there and I get to the bottom and I just thought my, like my hip dislocated. I'd never pulled anything. I'd never done anything. So it, it was like a weird, weird, I can't really describe it, but it just, you could feel the tension just kind of get greater and greater and greater. And then it's just like, whoop, it just pulled apart. So I'm standing there and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, no way I just pulled my hamstring you know, going down to a stretch. So I hit the old, you know, I hit the old, let me hit a couple of stretches here, whatever. And then I, um, I tried to bend down and touch my toes and I get about halfway and my, I'm talking about from the back of my knee to the top of my butt, just on fire. And right then I knew like, oh my God, I just pulled my hamstring, like stretching. But then I go, uh, DJ, who was our pitch coach at the time. I'm like, I so nonchalant just walk up and I'm like, DJ, man, I just, I just pulled my hamstring <laughs> and the, the look on his face, I'll never forget it. The look on his face. And he like, he's like, or he's like, hold on. He's like, you sure? He's like, you sure it's not a cramp? And I'm like, no, I said, I can't move, man. I said, I just, I just pulled my hamstring stretchy. And so Jet Bandy, who you're very familiar with, dude's hilarious. He he tells he told this story probably a dozen times in the next spring train. And he uh, you know he overshot some of the stuff, but um, DJ just what we walked back in, man. And you talking about a demoralizing feeling, just walking back into the dugout. And I wasn't even in big league camp that year, so I didn't even really know the guys. Like you know, I walk into a clubhouse and Ryan Braun sitting there. Uh, Matt Garza was the the veteran, you know, pitcher at the time, and I just thought like everything's running through your mind. I'm laying on that training room table, and I'm like, oh my god, I just this really just happened. Like I just ruined my opportunity, and uh, I sat there and sobbed for probably the first two innings, and then somebody walks in. They're like, hey, uh, you know, get your uh, get everything wrapped up, and then just you know go out and sit on the bench and, and watch the game. So you want to talk about this uh, a kick in the in the balls? It was like, here, get your growing wrapped up. You just pulled, but you're gonna go sit out on the bench in, in 98 degree, 100 degree weather and watch this doubleheader that you were supposed to be pitching in the first game. So uh, I had it all that day, but um, so that's my unofficial debut, first debut story. <laughs> I'm sure Matt Garza, having played with Matt Garza, I'm sure he didn't say anything to you either. Dude, I don't even know what I didn't even. <laughs> I walked straight in. We're in St. Louis. Went straight into that 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 little training room and laid on that table. And I mean, I people were coming and patting me on the back, and I don't even really remember what happened. I just <laughs> remember a voice saying, "Hey, man, uh, when you we're gonna wrap this up, and after you do treatment, just go out there and sit on the <laughs> sit on the bench." So I didn't even sit on the top step. I was like sitting back in the dugout. I didn't even want to be seen, but I went out there. That was nice. It's good teammate, though. It's good teammate. So, Brandon, I'm dealing with these Northerners on this show. Yeah. So I have to teach them how to say Florida, right? Because they all go Florida. I'm going down to Florida for the winter. So, can you can you teach them being from Mississippi? Can you teach them how to say Mississippi? 
Uh, oh gosh, I I'm just Mississippi, just uh, nice and slow. The thing, the key is to be slow with it. Like you got to have that little that little southern drawl about it. But just Mississippi, you know, nothing you nothing crazy. There you got to go. be so, slow. That's key. So you went to Mississippi State, right? Starkville. Yep. It's not Starkville. It's Starkville. Starkville. Right? Yeah. My daughter's going there to play volleyball. So she didn't know that. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. What That's the awesome. heck? Do you keep up with the baseball team? Yeah. Yes, I what do. Is hap- what is happening? It's, man, I'll tell you what. I don't really know what's going on on the inside, but, and I, I think you know now that you have, you know, your daughter's going to, to college. It's a lot of stuff is, a, a, a lot of the stuff they do, and I don't know if it's for sure, but a lot of the stuff's done over the internet, man. Like, a lot of the stuff they they're, they're getting these with the new NIL stuff. They're getting endorsements and they're they're going out there and getting their butts kicked and and um, throwing up an Instagram post about hey get your fifteen percent off if you use this code and I'm like it's just such a different it's a different time it's a different age but it's uh, I just feel like it's all about how can I impress the camera. Even though I may just gave up a three-run shot and a struck out, strike out a guy, and I just gave up five runs in this inning, but I just gave out a good yell and I look good on the on the TV and the camera for the for the social media post. I feel like that's that's a lot of it is going that way instead of just going out there and and having fun and playing the game hard. And I, you know, that's that's from the team I saw two years ago that won that national championship. They had a bunch of dudes like that, and. Uh, you know, sometimes they say that can be the worst thing for you is to is to win a national championship, and you think uh, you can do that every year, but that's not how the game of baseball works. You gotta you gotta go out and earn it again. So uh, I think that's kind of what we're seeing with that group is just, um, and, and it's hard to say that, and that's just kind of being real. And I love that's 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 my school. I grew up, you know, bleeding maroon and white. So that's uh, that's tough to say, but I think that's exactly what's going on, man. That's it's uh, it's tough. Two 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 more things on Mississippi State. Is there a better place to play than the dude ever? There's no better place, right? And do you, with the with the apartments, and then have you seen oh. the two arm pitcher guy they have? Oh gosh, I haven't seen him up close and personal. I've seen him, uh, of course, I've seen him on the internet just talking about it. But <laughs> um, Brewers actually drafted him, I think, in like the eleventh round, and he turned it down or whatever. They knew, you know, he was going to go to college, but. Bar none, best place to play in college baseball. I still, to this day, talk to a lot of the fans. We used to have a, like a host parent program uh, when we were there, so we had a like a kind of like a host family we'd go eat with, and, uh, and they actually had a place out in in right field. And now it's all you know, it's all concrete. In used to, when I was there, it was uh, it was these homemade built. Uh, basically stands and out of buses and anything you can think of. And uh, now they've completely put, I know, $60, $70 million renovation. It's places like, it's a it's a miniature big league stadium. So um, I go down there and throw a bullpen about once every off season. And um, it's, that place is, they've got everything you want. It's pretty cool. Do you have a condo? I do not. Um, I wish I would have bought one about four or five years ago, right after <laughs> Dak came, you know, when I was in school, Dak, when Dak was there, we were there at the same time. He, um, the football team was at number one. 
And um, that place, Starwood, just started to grow a lot. And then I wish. No, I I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about the condos they have in oh, the yeah. field. I'm I talking about I, the condos. Well, I wish I would have. No, well, those things are expensive, man. I tell you, you what, got I don't make money. And I, well, I'm not down there during the season, so <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe when I'm done, I'll I'll go down there and and uh, watch some games. I got some buddies that go and sit sit out in left field, and they send send pictures and videos all the time. It's pretty cool. Big Woo, I know you got the, you know, the red hair. Everybody thinks you got, you know, anger issues. Here's the mistake part. Let me let me stop you. I don't have red hair. I got a red beard. I got, red beard. I got brown hair. No, you got red hair. You're you're <laughs> you're you're an absolute you're an absolute CT. Carrot top. <laughs> you and Justin Turner, you're twins. Oh, come on. Except you have full head of hair and he doesn't. That's right. The Anthony Rendon thing. Did you see that? Did you see the video of that? I briefly Where saw it. I did. You ever get in a situation like that? I mean, I've definitely been yelled at and called some names warming up. Uh, I could, I can attest to that the other day at uh, Wrigley Field. I mean, it's just, you know what? We're, and you can say this, it's, we're basically... I mean, you can kind of describe it as kind of like zoo animals, man. We're in this, we're in this cage, and they can just do whatever they want to to us. And uh, I don't know exactly what happened with that, or or what he said, or or whatnot. But um, I just kind of saw he. I guess the fan had said something to him, and he was he was saying something back to him. But I mean, we're we're basically just fair game out there. So um, I guess he must have said something pretty bad for him to lash back out. I assume so. Hey, now that your buddy Suter B's gone, who's the new Suter B on the team? I know you did you cry when Suter when when the when the Raptor got traded? Well, you know what? I actually moved into the house that he was living in for the past two years. So <laughs> You're an absolute You're an absolute you just went right in and snaked his place. So uh Corey Canabel owned the house when he was here and uh He's been renting it out to some well, it was Suter, and then I just kind of swooped in right after Suter. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep it, trying to keep his his memory alive, man. That's 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 one of my favorite guys. But um, let me see. I think um, I tell you, a beautiful person is is Gus Barlin, who is another another rookie who just you know was on the opening day roster. He's a he's a reliever for us, and this guy, man. Very, very similar and very nasty stuff, and he's definitely a guy to to keep your eye on. And and uh, he closed the game out the other day and and uh, at Wrigley, and this guy's got some good stuff. But very, very, very similar. I've got one for you on uh, one of your star teammates in the rotation, Freddie Peralta, who's going to be a regular with us as well. Who has one of the okay. best laughs, I think, or giggles, whatever you want to call it. He's yeah. just like full of laughs and personality. Um, what did you think of his start uh, against the Mets? What, six shutout, looked dominant. We know stuff-wise he's got it all, seven Ks. So uh, two parts here. First off, um, when I was watching, is the slider sweeping more? So did he change shit, shit a little bit? Because, I mean, he's already great, but he, he's got a new nickname, which we'll get to in a sec. He started doing that, um, I believe it was, it was, it was last year, or, or it might have been 21, he started getting more into that slider, and that's you know the analytical stuff now is is so so prevalent that you can get into a lot of stuff. But he found he found that pitch, and uh, it's re- it just really worked for him. And now he's got it um, 
pretty down, man. It's and, and watching Freddie, I love Freddie to death. We've a lot of us have come up with the system together. We've been together for so long now. Um, he looked unbelievable yesterday. I know last year he had his 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 arm injuries. He was on the aisle for a little bit, a couple different stints, and he just couldn't get it going. And you know what? He still pitched well, and he didn't even have all of his best stuff. So that kind of tells you the pitcher that he is. And just sitting in the dugout, he just had a kid. He just had a little Freddie Jr. like two or three days ago and goes out, six shutty. And if we weren't up so big, he probably very well could have got through, you know, seven, eight innings easy. And the guy just has unbelievable stuff. If he really wanted to, as you saw in, it was 2018 when he had his debut, that dude threw like 90-something pitches and like 90 fastballs and punched out 13 dudes. That's the type of fastball he has and he can really just pitch with that and now he's got two or three more weapons and uh just a great human being I, you know great pitcher but even better person and uh you know he had a he had a memorable uh home opener so it was pretty fun to watch do you like the nickname full menu freddy we sold it to him he bought it but it has not caught on yet in milwaukee i think we need to put the clip back out for the world because it was right in the thick of the world baseball classic so no one was okay. paying attention to anything besides trout and otani see i don't know i haven't heard the full menu freddy i just know fastball freddy and that's that's what i know him by so <laughs> but he didn't but he want that be. anymore yeah so yeah i haven't thought well i haven't heard i haven't heard that nickname so uh i just know him by fastball freddy and that's yeah, it. but Woody, he can't do that anymore. He's got more than one pitch. That was when he was 93% fastballs. And so we told him, like, dude, you need to elevate your brand. You're not a one-pitch guy. He's no one-pitch wonder. Like, he's got the menu now. I got you. Well, you know what? When I see him at the field today, when I go in, I'm going to ask him about it. We'll talk about that. So I'll <laughs> encourage him. We were talking about, because we were talking about his whole his old repertoire, and AJ came up with it, or maybe it was Scott. I'm not sure who, who had to site here okay so aj said it was him no 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 sorry the pen went the wrong way oh the pen went the wrong way so scotty said full menu freddy and and freddy goes oh okay i like that i like that because <laughs> then we because then we asked him because then we asked, we were trying to get anything to get freddy to laugh because his laugh is infectious like yes. it's like it's that laugh that you get like kyler to get when you know you know she's gonna pee her pants you're laughing her yes. you're making her laugh that hard Yes. But we got him. We were trying to get him to laugh. And I said, who's the best pitcher on the on the Brewers pitching staff? And Scotty said, oh, well, Freddie, it's got to, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be you. And Freddie goes, I don't know. He said, I'm probably going to be in trouble for saying this. He goes, he goes, <laughs> but I like big woo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I, you know, we got some great, We've got some a lot of great pitchers on our team, and obviously we've got a Cy Young winner. Uh, I think Freddie, from watching him in spring and watching his bullpens, um, this guy's got some really special stuff. And you know what? We got Eric Lauer. We got Hauser, who's on the injured list now. Who we've been together for so long, man. We we push each other in, in a good way, and it's fun. And I don't think anybody really looks at like. I'm the best. I think it's just whoever's pitching that day is like, you know what? I'm the guy. Let's go out and try to lead this this team and um, and just try to have a good day and help win a baseball game. And you know what? If we if we do good, we do good. If not, we just keep on trucking and try to see where we're at at the end of the year. But um, you know, we've and and now we've got Wade Miley back with us, who you know, Crafty is 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 just the man. And I think he 
he helps us out in so many different ways. It's it's crazy. So you you might have. I mean, if we did a Wimble, we'll do it one day. Like top personalities kind of team. Brewers are, Brewers are up there. Rowdy is ridiculous. So what we might have. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, Rowdy, uh, you, you, you got to be on the inside. To see that? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pump him up. Yeah, yeah, but you need rated R too when you're doing a show with him. That's with, true. Well, you got it from him. We got it exactly. Hey, Woody, this was awesome, man. Great to have you on. Um, yeah. yeah, it was quiet as can be. So wherever you're set up, Brent Suter's uh, media setup right there is perfect. Yeah, well, this is just the the, the kitchen table on my <laughs> iPad, and uh, the family's down in the in the in the basement playing. So no, it's good, man. I, I enjoyed it. This is. This is something pretty cool, and uh, we can kind of come on here and just chat it up about about life and anything. Doesn't have to be about baseball, but uh, no, this is fun. Exactly. Oh, we got plenty to get to down the road too. So, Woody, thanks again, man. Good luck the next couple weeks till we get you back on. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Awesome. All right. Now announcing our next guest, and I would like to give him a very special entrance, given the news that we received about a week ago. Let's bring him in so the world can see him. Uh, one of the regulars on foul territory with, with an absolute swaggy, swaggy little zip up going there too from Team Venezuela, which is the last time we spoke with him. Let's clap it up for Andre Jimenez, baseball's newest $100 million man. Amazing, let's go. Andres, great to have you back on. Congratulations. Hey, on the season starting, but let's just focus for one moment because it's life. We need to reflect on this stuff, on the big contracts that you signed with the Guardians. Uh, how you feeling about it? Oh, man, it was uh, nice to see you guys again. Uh, obviously, really happy um, for me and my family. Um, obviously, happy to be on the team. Uh, happy to be part of the organization and part of the project. Part of the organization, you're now like you and Jose Ramirez are like the face of the organization. You sign a hundred million dollar contract, you're one of the faces of the organization. So, what was the thing you went out? You said I signed for a hundred million dollars. We always ask people this: What'd you What'd you get? What What'd you buy? <laughs> nothing yet. Uh, being honest with you, um, nothing yet. Uh, I'm just gonna wait. Maybe after the season. Now I'm focusing, you know, and the team. Uh, playing the game the right way and like you say uh Jose is the face of the organization doesn't matter who gets uh the money just Jose is the, the face of the, of, of the organization what what are you gonna buy what do you want to buy because you could buy anything now uh yeah I will say a, a house I will get a house for my mom yeah Love That's that. Good did you celebrate though? Did you have a night? Because you you've had a really busy past few weeks. Okay, we spoke to you. I think it was the morning before your first or second game for Team Venezuela, and you and we'll get yeah. to that in a moment too. Because you guys had a really fun run and and played in maybe the game of the classic, if not top two or three against Team USA. And you come back to spring training, also with the new rules. You're going back to that mix, and then you sign the contract extension, and the season starts. Uh, being honest with you, uh, I don't. I didn't have the chance to enjoy it with my family yet uh, because I was in spring training. My family was at home, um, and we don't have the time to celebrate yet. Uh, maybe next, maybe Thursday, we do it. Uh, we had an off day, and my whole family is going to Cleveland, so that's gonna be the first time that I'm gonna see them and celebrate with them. 
Andres, I was at the USA-Venezuela game in Miami. I'm sorry to bring back bad memories for you. It was an unbelievable mm -hmm. game, one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life because of the crowd, and I was in the middle of Venezuela. Where I was sitting, I mean, it was all Venezuela people around me. What were they chanting every time a Venezuelan pitcher would get two strikes and they would go, they would yell like, oh, at the batter, the USA batter. What do they say? Oh, yeah, ponche. ponche. Oh, ponche. Yeah, I told you it was ponche. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I mean, like the a I mean, the whole crowd would stand up and say, Ponche, Ponche. Yeah, that's, then, that's a strikeout. Um, that's okay. a normal team in uh, winnable in Venezuela. So when they, they get two strikes on the hitter, um, they start to yell at him and the umpire. So they put a lot of, a lot of pressure on the umpire. <laughs> that had to be the craziest atmosphere you've ever been in, right? That game with both uh, sides, yeah. the, chief, the yeah. crowd, everyone? Especially, especially for me because it was my first time playing with, with my country, representing my country, and in another country, and you know, see all those flags on the stands and cheering for for you, um, that was a special moment, and I will never forget um, that moment. Primero, primero, tu eres cara guapo, and Jose Ramirez is cara feo, so you got to remember that. I said you're the you're the good-looking face of the of Cleveland. He's the ugly face. What do you guys? What 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 are you guys looking to do this year? Do you think you have a team to win the World Series? Oh, we. I think we are in the same page than last year. Uh, obviously, the chemistry in the clubhouse is just special. Um, you know, we have a young group of guys that we want to get better every single day. So I think. That's the most important, you know, go every day to the ballpark, try to be on the same page, everything, play the game in the right way. And, you know, let's see if good things happen. Uh, last year, you know, we did a tremendous job getting in the offseason, but we feel like this year it can be special, but we just have to control what we, what we can control. Have you made fun of Jose yet for swinging and falling down twice already this year on the sliders where he, he swings and he <laughs> falls over? No, 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 I didn't yet because, you know, if that happened with me, I, I know be you know that happy. <laughs> yeah, but you got as a teammate, you got to say, Jose, what the hell are you swinging at? Those balls are behind you. <laughs> you're swinging at them and you're falling over onto your face. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but you know that's they made a great pitches. So oh come on, you got Jose. You should go in there today and say, Jose, I just saw the video. I rewatched the video of you falling down and it gave me a laugh. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say something. That would make him. <laughs> make it worth it when, when you did yeah, your yeah, contract I will try I will try when, when you did your contract can you explain how it came came quick did it come quick was this a long-term discussions of an extension or was it fast no it was it was a long time uh, I will say of the whole spring training on uh, the you know even the the WBC and you know, you know when that thing happens it comes to the last game last days of spring training um and we decide uh, with my family, my agent, myself, and that we want to do it, uh, and we want to be part of this. Andres, is, to take people inside how that goes down, are you, like, texting your agent where they're, like, uh, eight, 88, and they're, like, nah, we'll wait. Like, or is it always a phone call, or is there some texting going on about how it's all going down, you know, because you're busy too. You've got games going on, which is why for me, it's always crazy when a player's going through that during a regular season. I know a lot of guys say, Hey, after spring training, like we got to talk, 
in the off season. So are you texting like back and forth on, on what the latest is? Uh, not especially like um, Ajan and I, we have a lot of mutual respect. Um, he was like kind of respect my time. And, you know, if I was doing my routine or I was going to the game, you know, try to respect that. And, you know, maybe at the end of the day, we had a phone call uh, even in the morning, right before, you know, the workout. And, you know, try to, you know, we we made our phone calls because better. Sometimes we lose a little time texting, um, but we usually have our phone calls, um, you know, try to be in the same page and try to be communicated as well. Is it estresante? Is it stressful? Estresante. Estresante. Um, yeah, obviously it gives you a little anxious because, you know, you're talking about your future, you're talking about your, you know, the, the money, obviously, and the security for your family. So it's a little anxious, but you have to control that. And, you know, when you go to the ballpark or you go into your workout or to the game, it has to be, you know, present and focus on what what are you doing at the moment, you know, and the things that you can't control, just leave it out, out, out of the game. Andres, I like to look at big moments and celebrating them and reflecting on how you got to that point. And without going from like, and, and we'll do this at times anyway, like childhood and, and how you fell in love with the game and, and getting drafted or, or getting signed, I should say, and everything else. Let's fast forward to a trade blockbuster deal. It's Lindor and Carrasco to the Mets. Jimenez and Rosario and some prospects moving over to Cleveland. Do you send a bottle of wine or a text to Lindor and go, hey, I'm glad this all happened and that I ended up here <laughs> in this situation, opportunity to shine, starting second baseman at the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? Like things all land into a place where you're you know, thriving both on the field and off the field. Uh, first of all, I have the opportunity to meet uh, Lindor on the WBC. And, you know, we talk a little bit uh, about what, what was going on, what, what just happened. You know, that's part part of the game. But, yeah, I'm very thankful, um, you know, to be in this organization and give me the, you know, the, the opportunity to shine, to do my job, to help the team to win. And, yeah, I mean, everything happened for a reason. So I understand uh, what was going on at the moment. And then, you know, try to take advantage of the opportunities and work hard, even harder now, uh, try to help the team and, you know, bring the, the trophy home. What, what did Lindor say? Like, did, did you guys both go, hey, this worked out pretty good for both of us. We're, we're enjoying life with our new teams. <laughs> no, we didn't talk about it. Uh, we, you know, it was my first time meeting him. Uh, and I was like, you know, he's a funny guy. He's, he always had a smile, a smile on his face. And uh, we were just joking. And we had when we shared the same assistant hitting coach here that I'm with here in Cleveland. So we were joking about him and, you know, making making fun of him. But, you know, it was a great time in the WBC. I had the opportunity to meet him. And, you know, he's a great guy, man. ¿Quién personas en tu vida para para hablar de estos momentos? Who's who's somebody that you're, you know, in these moments? you can talk to about, like talk to con talk about contracts besides your agent and like talk about, Hey, I'm feeling stressful. Who are those, who are those people in your life? Uh, obviously I have a, a small circle. Uh, I don't like to share about 
a lot my thoughts, but obviously my wife, my mom, and also my brother, uh, my youngest brother, uh, he's the guy like I talk every single day and how I feel in, how I'm doing this, how I'm doing that. And, you know, try to be honest with him and share what, I, what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. And he helped me a lot um, during the season. Andres, you guys have got off to a great start, the, the Guardians. Four and one, you go into Seattle, who's playoff team probably. You take care of business there. You win your first game in Oakland. You hit a home run off Diego Castillo, your second hardest home run you ever hit. But two things that stood out to me. One, the double play you turned in Seattle. That was incredible. You slid across. Was was Rosario like, get out of my way? Because he basically knocked him out of the way, slid, came back and turned <laughs> the double play. And then you broke your glove on a throw from the catcher. Is that right? Like the catcher was throwing it too hard and it snapped your glove. Us catchers. Now that helps us catchers feel good about ourselves. We throw in the second baseman and say, yeah, I need a new Guante. <laughs> Yeah, man, I think he, he throw hard and break my glove. You know, I have to change it. And the trainer has a – he made a tremendous job changing the changing the little teams quickly because, you know, that's my, my gamer. That's my glove. And, you know, it's not the same confidence that you have when you have a new glove and you have, you know, the glove that you've been using the whole year. So he did a tremendous job. And with the double play, I don't know, it's just intense. I don't know how to explain that. Uh, I just have I have the opportunity first to catch the ball because it was a tough bounce, and I I, I wasn't sure that I catch it, and then you know the first reaction was make the out at second, and then I have the I see the the chance to get Julio and first because he was flying down the line, I had the chance and the luck to to make a good throw and make the out. And with the home run, I don't know, man. You know, Diego is tough. I love, I love movement. I love velocity. And I don't know, man. I just put the barrel on the ball. Yeah, but was Rosario like, hey, man, let me get some love. Let me, let me get some assists. Let me get my, my numbers up so I can try to win a gold glove like you. You know, like, you know, guys get mad about <laughs> that stuff. You straight cut him off on the slide, right? You went right in front of him. And then there was no flip. And Rosario was kind of like, why am I here? Because it was such a sick play. So it was awesome. <laughs> No, no, we talk a lot about it. You know, we, we have a great communication, especially with, with the balls over there. Like, I'm going that way, you're going that way because we don't got, we don't want to go, you know, right straight, straight to the other. But, you know, what's those kind of things that we talk even before the, the, the play and it worked perfectly. Hey, give me a little more on, on Rosario. You know, I think this is something that's unknown about him. It gets talked about with Ramirez and he's been in the league longer. But it's it's all out hustle every time, right? Running out every ground ball, setting the example for everyone, just hustling everywhere at all times, always on time. And I've heard the same thing about Rosario. Does that convert even to normal life? Like, is he hustling out of the car, like getting into the clubhouse? Like, are they kind of always on a mission like that, or they just turn it on when they hit the field? No, I think they turn when they they hit the field. Uh, you know. It's special, man, to play with those guys uh, every time they're hustle, every time they're looking for the extra base, they're looking for the mixed mistake of the infield. And it's fun, man. It's fun to play in a team like that, especially, you know, if I hit in six or seven, you have six guys right in front of you that they do something special, even running the bases or hitting or taking a, you know, great at bat. And it's special, man. It give you, you know, clear example of how to play how the game he has to play, you know, in the right way. 
and that's clear for us. We have to play the game in our way, and good things are going to happen. Hey, Andres, awesome catching up. Congrats again on the contract, and keep kicking ass on the field with the squad, and we'll uh, talk to you in a few weeks, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Andres Jimenez right. of the Cleveland Guardians joining us.